Hello, welcome to another instalment of Siddiqui Ramblings. Uh, this week we're in a neighbourly mood and we're discussing uh, well, our neighbours, uh, how we think that we fare as neighbours, and generally uh, just a few stories and anecdotes. Uh, as always, we've done a Twitter poll asking the question. Uh, it's controver- uh, like Bastard said, it's a controversial one this week. Any embarrassing neighbour stories when it comes to your neighbours? Uh, and then we've given three options. Are you best friends with your neighbours? Or are your neighbours the neighbours from hell? Or are you just casual acquaintances? Starting in the lowest, uh, only 10% of our participants describe their neighbours as their best friends. Mm. Uh, secondly, it's uh, 19% have the neighbours from hell. But most of us, I think, like me, really consider their neighbours as just casual acquaintances. So... Uh, that's the topic for discussion. I mean, how would you describe the relationship that you, you guys have with your neighbours? Well, before we get into that, have you noticed how um, we get quite high numbers for people doing uh, responding to our Twitter polls? Yeah. Do you think that was the case this week? Well, how many did we get? There were 322 votes in total, which is quite a low voter turnout, it's isn't quite it? Quite low. So that's one of... My theory is there's one of two things going on there. It's the fact that I called it Bassett's Poll... And the second people saw that, they just switched right off. <laughs> or it could be, and I think this is it, mm. British people in general are quite nice and polite. Mm. So not everyone's going to vote on something so controversial yes. with regards to a dodgy neighbour. So I think it was just general niceness. Mm. What do you think? I think I agree with you, Bassett. And it also, when you, as soon as you mention neighbours, you start thinking of your own experiences. And perhaps you're quite right, people being nice, they don't want to dig up the old stories because chances are if somebody listening will recognise, oh my God, I was his neighbour or her neighbour. <laughs> Did he think of me that way or was I that bad or whatever? I think, yes, that's partly to do with the low uh, response. People don't want to offend anybody, really. Which, if that's the case, then that's quite sweet, isn't it? Yeah, there, there is something quite nice about that. It's a double-edged thing, isn't it? Some people might say, well, I don't want to speak bad of my neighbours because um, uh, it hurt their feelings. But some people, for personal protection, say, I don't want to. If your neighbour was like a, I don't know, £200 ex-wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a lovely guy. <laughs> but I would think also um, the idea of all this is that it is humorous. We We don't want to talk about really horrible stuff because neighbour from hell can be that sort of thing. And usually neighbourhoods are pretty good, aren't they? Or neighbours are very good. And you have some nice time, good fun times, funny things. That sort of thing we need to talk about. Definitely. Uh, speaking of which, in terms of the replies that we got, have you got any good replies there? Yeah, as always. But like you said, uh, this time round, because we're actually asking the question, what do you think of another human being? People were quite reserved in their responses. Um, so um, just to pick one here. Almost choking your neighbour's baby with a smarty because you were brought up to share. Which, I mean, to me, implies quite a trust between neighbours to, to be able to go over to somebody's house and feed their baby. I mean, choking them in the process. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? We've got... Uh, this is a really strange one. This is N- Nicole Jones. Sorry, the previous one was... Uh, oh, this was Nic- Nicole Jones. Uh, Twitter handle Jones Nicole. Um... A few comments from this guy. Uh, your neighbour phoning you petrified because your cockerel is pacing outside the shed. 
and won't let her out. I love that one. In terms of stories, that's brilliant, isn't it? Imagine that. You're like trying to get out of your house, but there's an angry-looking cockerel outside. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more about this uh, Nicole Jones and, and where she lives. She must live on a farm. Is it, uh, he does it, uh, is it he or she? Nick, well, it says, Nick, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-L. Ah. It says he does elaborate, he, she elaborates. Dad woke them up at 7am, drunkenly taking his shirt and shoes off, determined uh, he could get in through the dog door. I'd love to have, I'd love to be there. I'd love to be in a neighbourhood <laughs> where there are things like this, this going on. Re- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can understand that, this uh, having a pet, which, because pets have a keen sense of... Uh, smell if you like and awareness as well I remember trying to deliver a card a birthday card discreetly to a friend of mine and I thought the best thing is to do so late at night uh, when she's not there and she had a dog who sat in the window uh, keeping an eye out there so I approach every time I approach the dog will start growling or barking and then she will come and look but by that time I've sort of hit again and think so this took several minutes for me to wait for the, for the dogs to either go quiet or go into the other room so I can quickly go and drop the, uh, the car and run off again. I eventually did it, but I can understand um, overzealous um, uh, pet um, causing all sorts of problems. That's just a bit of a funny story. I remember, speaking of animals, um, when we lived next door to a dog, um, can't remember the dog's name, but... The second you even walked out of the house into the back garden, the dog would bark, bark, bark. And the neighbours would always get really like annoyed at the dog and always tell, it, tell the dog off. And then it reached a point where if you looked out of your window, the dog would bark. So obviously growing up, I was a bit of a chicken when it came to this dog. And I thought, if I saw this dog in the street, it's going to go for me. And then soon enough, I saw the dog in the street. It wasn't even bat an eyelid. It's really weird. Dogs just, I think if they see any kind of commotion or action or anything like that, then that's it. They go a bit crazy. What are you like now with neighbours with dogs? Are you okay now with them? Ooh, saying that, uh, a few houses ago, um, next door neighbour had a lovely dog, then got a second dog. Second dog was a little bit crazy. And we're talking barging into the fence to try and get to you. I, I, honestly, I used to be scared for my life. And then the day came where I had to change the fence. We were changing the fence anyway. It wasn't because of what the dog did. But I was petrified that we had to obviously take the fence off. And I was worried if that dog's out, when I take the fence mm. off, I'm going to lose a leg. You just always think it. As they say, the bark's worse than the bite. Yeah. But you never know, do you? Aside from uh, monstrous, uh, crazy pets... <laughs> You have you ever been in the situation where you've been in in your house for a while now, uh, so you're no longer the new person, new kid on the block. You see the removal van pull up outside, and you go right. This is it. New neighbours. Are there specific things that you're looking out for that let you know right? These are going to be the neighbours from hell, or these are going to be the angels living next door to me. That's a very good question. That is. Um... Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm trying to flash back because I'm still at our new house. We're still the new kids on the block and we've been there two years. Saying that, there's two for sale signs up on the street. So watch this space. They might uh, they might be some neighbours from hell. 
I think it has taken our neighbours two years to realise that we're not going to change our ways, me and Mel, so they're slowly starting to leave the street. These sales signs are, are not because of you moving there. Well, this is what I'm worried about, but it's taken two years for people to realise. They, <laughs> they keep looking at us from their windows thinking, oh, we'll give them a chance, we'll yeah. see if they settle in or not. It turns out that me and Mel haven't settled in and now people are slowly starting to move out. Yeah. Uh, hope not. I hope I'm not the neighbour from hell. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, this is it. We've asked the question, what kind of neighbours do you think you have? What kind of a neighbour do you think you make? Well, at present moment in time, I've got to make sure that I've said that because just in case my neighbours are listening or they yeah. do listen, they are wonderful. Both sides are actually amazing. They're the best neighbour that you can think of, really. That That is the current situation. But if you want to talk about my previous neighbours, there have been some horrendous stories with a few of them. Uh, but I don't know that's for another day, but we may forget chance later on. We may tell you a few stories about that. No, I think I think you should elaborate, Dad, like on, on your stories. Because obviously growing up, we all had the same neighbours because we all lived together. And I'm talking years back when I when I was a little little lad. Mm. And I, I remember some stories. I bet you've got loads of them. I can, yeah, I can. I, I won't dwell too much. And obviously, no one to appear to me, really. That's what I'm going to say. You know, bad mouth my previous neighbours. <laughs> that's not the case. But we, we, I think it's more to do with neighbourhood rather than neighbours, in, individuals. It depends where you live uh, because that can influence the way of life in that area. What is normal to us now is probably totally not or vice versa. Mm. Uh, but this particular <laughs> neighbour, who I, on the face of it, I thought we got on very well. They were sort of family that perhaps I don't want to give too much details about those things. But just to say one thing, um, obviously there was a street parking there. didn't have a garage. I used to park my car there. And there was often some sort of thing happening to the car that it got scratched or something. Yeah. And one day I got up and I noticed all of my uh, wheel trims are missing from my car. And I just put it down to the neighbourhood, you know, somebody's either nicked them or whatever, or kids messing around. So I didn't think anything about it, and sort of drove around for a few days, and then I bumped into my next-door neighbour, and I mentioned it to him. I said, I don't know what happened, I've lost four of my hubcaps, uh, and I can't imagine me losing, driving, losing them, or somebody's kids. And he said... Funny enough, I've got a set of four of cats that you may be interested to buy. Oh, my. And I said, really? That's a coincidence. Uh, but he didn't give any indication. And I said, can I have a look? And when I looked at it, the children of them were my hope. Oh, my cap unbelievable. Up. I was obviously devastated. Obviously, I knew what sort of character. We weren't best of mates or anything like that. But I always sort of, you know, treated him with a pinch of salt. But I wasn't going to have it. So I... Uh, reported to the police mm-hmm. and the police came and they said are you sure about this I said yes i know because i have actually described my um uh, part of my registration number on one of them at least because i knew this sort of thing can happen uh-huh. may happen and sure enough police looked at it and that was the case so they got them back but after that my life was hell because this neighbor uh, decided to take his own revenge because of reporting him to the police but that's just one of those um, not very nice stories, but it has happened to me. I have flashbacks off those neighbours. And I got, because I think the kids were the same age as me. Or same age as us, weren't they, Om? And we used to do this thing where we used to, what did we call it? We called it something like 
water war or something like that. There was ba- you remember the garden and yes. we had that big war. Yeah. That big white looking war. looked like breeze blocks but like nice pattern ones. And we used to, one time in the year in the summer, we'd have a massive water fight with the neighbours and chuck uh, water balloons and stuff and get buckets. And we used to go to town on it, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was quite a big thing. I don't know if it was for a whole summer or if it was just once every summer we used to do it. Yeah. There's one summer I remember. I think it was actually just one summer we did it. And I remember running to the kitchen, get, getting buckets of water. But at one point, they started throwing uh, LPs at us. Uh, vinyl discs. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, just throw an LP at somebody. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a shock yeah. instrument. Yeah, definitely. To cause some harm. But um, as kids, um, you don't really see your neighbours as... There's no such thing as a neighbour neighbour, is there? It's only when you grow up that you realise that it's good to have decent people living around you, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, I'm not going to sing the praises too much of the, my neighbours, but they're, they're wonderful people. Yeah. But I mentioned earlier, like, you see the removal van, you see things coming out, and you think, God, well, who are these people moving in? <laughs> well, my neighbours, case in point, really, uh, when they moved in, uh, Danny and Bart, there was, um, they bought a drum kit, Okay. And I was immediately thinking, why? Why a drum kit? <laughs> I mean, there's drum kit. I think is the worst thing that you can see coming out of a room. I, I'd agree. Yeah, but uh, t- as time went on, I hardly heard Bart play the drums at all. In fact, I play more drums than he does, and I haven't even got a drum kit. But it just goes to show you, first impressions aren't always the, the right ones either. Yeah. Yeah, just to add to that, that Omar, if they saw you moving in and you taking a piano out first, <laughs> then how many guitars you've got? <laughs> what sort of impression do you think they would have got? Yeah, because I remember when you used to have a the synth, yeah. but you also had an amplifier as well, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be very nervous if I saw you moving in. Yeah. yeah, and you actually play your stuff yeah. as well. So, but do you get any complaints from them or anything? Or? Uh, I- no, no, I've not, not had any complaints. I mean, I play them very quiet, quietly anyway. Yeah. But uh, they're the kind of instruments that... Um, I mean, the guitar, I hardly ever play with the amplifier. And people say, well, why don't you play with the amplifier? Because the trouble with... Uh, you have to be a very good guitarist to play electric guitar and have it amplified and sound good. Yeah, true. But um, now, th- I think as long as instruments... Yeah, they'll irritate you. And you're thinking, I'm in for a lot of sleepless nights. But what about somebody who comes or arrives with a baby or a or a crying child or something like that? Or, mm. I mean, I'd be more off. I'd be more put off by somebody moving in with, say, a, a dog. Yes. Than a drunk kid. I when when our neighbours moved in with the dog, I didn't think anything about it, and it was really weird. I didn't think absolutely anything about it, and then obviously the dog started barking, and I thought, why did I not think that this was going to be an issue sooner? My I remember. Um, when we first moved in and then our neighbours moved in, we have really loud patio doors on the street. So the second a patio door's open, especially in the summer, you can hear it and it used to wake Mel up. Mel's quite a light mm. sleeper. Mm. And the second the patio door went, that's it, it'd wake up. Mm. And she can't go back to sleep as well. So Mel felt it more. I'm fine because I can sleep through anything. It's all these little things, isn't it? And the other thing, obviously, is that you, Umar, you started out to say what sort of neighbours are we ourselves and I often think myself because you know my um, hobby is DIY I'm forever more drilling screwing digging something mm. banging this and mm. the other 
And I often wonder, uh, my next door neighbours uh, might have uh, said something to say about it. Having said that, I have asked um, Keaton particularly in the past if there was any problem. Uh, either he's been very polite uh, and said no, not at all, or perhaps I am not that bad. Yeah. No, knowing Keith, he's being polite. <laughs> I'm sure if Keith wanted to say some stuff to you and he said it full-fledged, he'd, he'd go to town. <laughs> Remember that time your house nearly collapsed when you randomly tried to, like, what was it you were putting up? A, len- a lintel, what do you call it? Lintel, yeah. Lintel, yeah. That was, that's the kind of thing that you can't do half-assed. <laughs> we were just sitting there going, you know what? think we can lift this lintel and keep our house <laughs> up ourselves <laughs> i've never been more frightened in all my life <laughs> yeah same time you remember when we were doing that i think it was uh, because we did it in two halves didn't we it was big extension at the back and we did one half with myself Bassett, martin and you and uh, your uncle as well yeah i mean that was an experience in itself quite frightening but the second time we were well prepared and we had uh, a posse of men if you yeah. like uh, and everybody came. And the funniest thing happened was we were lifting it up because it's a shared wall, the, the adjoining wall. Uh, one of the guys down the right, left, uh, he's a comedian, isn't it? And mm. what we were doing, he said to, to Keith, who was next to him, he said, Keith, I can see your wallpaper from Sid's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> Speaking of which, yes, you've got people on your street who, th- who throw house parties as well. Don't they like proper house yes. street parties that go until like four in the morning and yeah. stuff? Again, this is in the previous neighborhood. Yeah. There was a, a, a Caribbean family down the, down the road. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, uh, you probably remember a, a lad called Jeffrey, his parents. You probably can't remember. I, 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 think, I, you know, I remember you, the family. You know, I can't remember names. Not 41. I can't remember the yeah. number. It was that way well, down, in, wasn't it? In early days, it was quite a common thing to have a, a weekend party, usually starting on Friday mm. and going well into sort of uh, Sunday mornings, usually. <laughs> it used to be about three-day party. And, oh, those were horrendous days. Uh, in a sense that if you were a party goer in that party, it was brilliant. But if you were next door neighbour, it was a hell. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. It was a loud noise, uh, people urinating in the alleyways, oh. cars, car doors banging, blah, blah, blah. But they all were having all this good time, but apart from the neighbours. Are you sure it was a party, it wasn't a wedding or something like that? It used to happen every week. It used to happen almost every weekend, yeah. I think you were the instigator of the party, though, weren't you? <laughs> Saying that, though, once down, uh, my neighbours did have a party and they were going on until 2 o'clock in the morning and I was of the mind, if you can't beat them, join them. So I just joined them in the garden, had a few drinks and then uh, went, went back to bed. And I think because I didn't feel excluded, I slept easier, even though they were still making a god-awful racket. I thought, well, at least I've been part, part contributed to that yes. racket. Now I can go to sleep. That's a good call. So yeah. you should have you should have gone with that mindset, Dad. You should have joined in. In those days, I was the almost teetotal. I still am teetotal to some extent. Uh, probably that's the reason I didn't join. And also, I perhaps would have been an outsider being being teetotal. So it was one of those things. But you're quite right. Uh, that's the best way to do it. You don't then feel uh, that you're excluded mm. from it. You join in, and that, and now I learned that. that yeah. Way. You mentioned something earlier about if you do DIY, you let somebody know. That brings up another interesting point about neighbour etiquette. Now, can you think of examples of neighbour etiquette? The only one I can think of is, you know, if you're going to have a fire, 
and you tell your neighbours to take their washing off the line. Mm. Is there anything else like you consider to be neighbour etiquette? Um, I think yeah. If you if you're gonna have the party, you've got to let them know. Um, car parking spaces is an unwritten law when it comes to car parking spaces. I think. You know, when you park on a drive, that's, that drive's yours. But if you've got two cars, you're going to have to park on the side street, aren't you? Now, if someone's blocking my house with the side, with the car, I'll park somewhere else on the street, but I'll be nervous and I'll be pacing and I'll, be, I'll keep checking to make sure that the second my place frees up, I'll go and park my car there. I can't leave it overnight parked a little further up the street because I'm worried that I'm blocking someone else's space. You do, don't you? Yeah. Absolutely, you're quite right. And it's, a, it's an unwritten law, but yeah. I don't know what the law is. That it can the, the space outside your house is not yours, really, even though you would think, because mm. my house is there, I can park there. Yeah. But legally, anybody can park there. Not obviously in front of the drive, that wouldn't be right. No. Uh, so that always is, uh, even though you know you haven't got a legal right to that space, but somebody parks it. Obviously, we live near the car, uh, near the park, and on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, lots of football teams and cricketers mm. come and park there. And it does get to me sometimes, but I think you can't do anything about it. You have to be uh, as good as you can, mm. or polite as you can. Yeah, definitely. You, you have to be, don't you? Another, another rule I think is a good one, and I don't know who I got this from. I think it was Gil. You're talking Gil and Albert. So you're talking when I was a young one. Oh, yes, like really that's young. going back some yeah. time. Yeah. And it's the bins. The bins for your neighbour. Yeah. And taking your bins out for yeah. your neighbour. I love that. I think that's a really nice little gesture. I used to do it at the old house. I do it on occasion at this house. But yes. I've noticed my neighbours, they kind of leave the bin halfway. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to assume that they want the bin taken out. They might yeah. do it first thing in the morning or something like that. Because some people don't like the bin out on bin date being put the night before, because just in yeah. case if it's something falls or hits something, you don't want to do it. But I like that whole gesture, because you, you do it for Derek, don't you, and vice versa. Well, it's your mom, actually, because I take them out in the morning and Derek's usually already there. Yeah. But when bins are empty and bin men's gone, and obviously your mum brings it back. Yeah. I think all these little gestures, like, help for a good environment. I'll tell you what doesn't help. Uh, a few years ago... I was coming back from a night out, like, pretty inebriated. And you're talking, it was quite early in the morning as well, so you're talking to me about three-ish. And I was putting the key in the door frantically, and I was like, I remember yelling at the at the keys, going, you stupid key, why aren't you going in? What's wrong with you? Turns out I was trying to unlock my neighbour's house. <laughs> and then the, the second I realised, I sort of, like, stumbled to my house, stumbled in, to this day, my neighbour never mentioned it, though. And they they must have heard a noise, because I was loud. Yeah. I was loud. <laughs> what do you do after that, though? You can't yeah, look your neighbour in the eye. They're army. probably waiting behind the door with a big bat to hit you over the head, yeah. thinking you're a burglar. Yeah. Why, why didn't you go and apologise afterwards? It's the unwritten thing, isn't it? <laughs> Neighbours, it's a casual acquaintances, though, isn't it? Casual. Yeah. I wouldn't, if they were my best friend, they'd be drunk with me. Right. But because no one ever mentioned it, what do I say? Oh yeah, I'm really, I'm really sorry for waking you up. It was me. I apologise. I could, I couldn't look him in the eye. I said something similar happened the other day, actually. Um, you know, on the run up to the marathon, uh, Mel was saying, make sure you've got everything packed. Make sure you're good to go, because we have to go early Saturday morning. The train's at stupid o'clock. So 
Mel had packed everything. Then the next, we got up in the morning, checked everything, is everything there? Brilliant, excellent, we're good to go. Bass, where's your wallet? I couldn't find my wallet anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely anywhere. And it's the first time ever. The thing is, the more frantic you are, the more you search for it, the more you're losing your mind. Yeah. And somehow, I thought it was a good idea to blame Mel. Um, it was because Mel gets quite frantic and quite vocal about it. And she absolutely let rip. She said, I've organised this, I've organised this. And you're talking like at seven o'clock in the morning, probably yeah. even, no, I think it was like half six in the morning. And then it didn't even cross my mind. But then I thought, the na- when I was driving uh, to, when we were on the train and we made it and everything, I was thinking, I was like, I bet my neighbours heard all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't like spoken about it to them or anything, but they yeah. must have heard all of it. This is quite, it reminds me actually, it, what we're talking about, you doing something in your own privacy, your own, own, own house, yeah. but neighbours know about it. In fact, the most side know it, the whole street. <laughs> yeah. I remember as a, as a youngster back home now, and when they have fights, or uh, say husband and wife had a fight, and it just spills out into streets. And it depends on the pair as well. In this particular incident, this lady was renowned for you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't cross her. You wouldn't mm. even, you know, make eye contact with she would go for her. She was a ferocious woman. <laughs> and she had a, a husband as well who was meek and calm type of thing. And her idea was to get on the top of the roof of the house because they have flat roofs and they're only single stories. You can easily get access. And most people do things on the mm. top of the roof yeah. to dry and sunbathe, etc., etc. And her... Uh, if she wanted to show somebody down in the village, she used to get on the top of the roof and start swearing at that particular person, or not naming them, but making me know that you've done wrong to it and this one thing. And <laughs> so she'd do it to her husband. <laughs> no, her husband would be there. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how to say this. It's quite embarrassing and quite quite funny in a way. And this is common known thing. And when she really get riled up about it, and the other party is not coming out or they're ignoring or whatever, she will just <laughs> she will drop her husband's trouser to show his tackle to Edward. In, in, this, in this sense that this is what I think of you. <laughs> I know you can't actually imagine this sort of thing happening anywhere in the world or civilized world. Where the hell did he live? Well, <laughs> this was a very common thing, and people used to laugh themselves crazy with this woman's intake. She was slightly mental as well. But that was her ultimate, ultimate um, uh, insult to somebody to let her husband show his tackle to to that family, saying, this is what we think of you. And the husband used to agree to this or he had no choice? (laughs) I don't think he had much choice. He was a meek type of person. He probably stood there and said, yeah, all right. All I can say is that I'm glad that, A, we live in a house where the roof is a gable roof, <laughs> yeah. and Mel can't like, put me on a roof with her or anything like that. I don't think I've reached that level yet. Yeah. That's insane, though, that is. That's wicked. I, I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a Coronation Street-style row between neighbours. Mm. I'm trying to, have, trying to think whether or not I have, and I'm sure I've not. I must live in like a nice, quiet area. Yeah. I think these days people, unless they're drunk, they tend to confine their arguments uh, to indoors, don't they? Yes. I was saying that, though. I mean, where I live, there have been some horrendous arguments spill out onto the streets. Certain nationalities, they bring with them the habit of airing out their grievances in the open air. Yeah. To them, their rage 
is too much to be confined within four walls. So it spills out onto the street. <laughs> I love that. I think absolutely what you're right, you summed it up. It's very much a cultural thing mm. and uh, where you come from and what sort of uh, character you are. We're all with, I mean, subcontinent and, and are known for sort of angry people and hot-headed. Hot yeah. And that happens. I think that's yeah. the reason. Italians are apparently similar, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Italians are. I mean, there is a, there is, <laughs> there's a sign they make, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, the hand <laughs> sign. Yeah. I, I work with an Italian and I keep picking on him about that every time I see him and he gets a little bit angry, I like do the hand mm-hmm. sign, yeah. Forget about it, yeah. But more often than not, your English suburbs, uh, they tend to be quite reserved. Yes. Everybody peeking behind curtains, career fences. But it brings me on to, um, we've got a bit more time. Uh, yeah, yeah. On to the subject of the community, the neighbourhood. And uh, people working together, yeah, uh, neighbourhood watch, things like that. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I would love to be involved in something like that. Or the street parties, I mean, they're yeah. brilliant. We've not had many, but on one or two occasions when we had. Mm. Uh, I think they're amazing mm. to, to just get together and do things. Or sports days, uh, we, we see in the park here quite a lot, that sort of thing happens. I think there's just a level of distrust. Not Well, not distrust, but people tend to confine themselves to themselves. Yeah. And I think the days of the street party... And the the communal gatherings, they're, they're gone, aren't they? Really? They are gone a little bit. The closest we get on our street is Christmas time when um, Salvation Army or some sort of charity, they drive down. I think you've seen it. They drive down in a car, but it's all plastered with reindeers. And at the back of it is a sleigh with Santa on and you put money in the charity box as Santa comes past. Yeah. And all the kids go out onto the street and go and give money and then get a high five with Santa and stuff. Yeah. Which is quite nice because it's like the whole street wait for that day and look forward to it, which is really cute. My issue at the moment is, and I need some advice on this, been there two years now and I don't really know anyone's names on the street. And what do you do? I've got to, like, I'm thinking what I need to do is Christmas, send them a card and say, Merry Christmas to everyone who lives in house number such and such uh, from the house, our house number, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and then put our names on there, and then hopefully I'll get something back. And by that way, you'll have learned the names. I have to learn the names because I've heard. You know, where you've had that conversation with neighbours. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking. This is day day one when you move in, day dot, and you have the nice conversation with your neighbours and everything, yes. and you, you talk and everything, uh, and you catch the name for a split second. You're not thinking in the back of your mind. I need to remember that name. You just forget it. And now it's gone to that point where I've had too many conversations. I can't oh. ask the name now. So, and I know he's exactly the same as well because he will say part of my name but sort of mumble it. And it's that whole, hey, are you taking a Kevin John Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin John Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but he can't really Kevin John Andrew you. No, exactly. He just gives Mohammed, <laughs> Mohammed Singh. Sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bin Laden. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I think I think that's what I have to do. Christmas time, I need to remember to send a card and do that. Yes, it's very good idea. Yeah, but what are the chances that you will still remember? You won't remember. This is the thing, isn't it? The best thing is, if I could advise, to try to have a conversation, and you'll have to make the first move. Say, um, do apologize. I can't remember your name. And as soon as the person said, then every other day try to have a conversation, or even say, morning, John. Morning, Fred. Money yeah, Sally or whatever, and that way it will it will come to you. You see, I want to avoid that though. I want to avoid that that conversation where you say, 
I'm so sorry, I, I can't remember your name. If it was a, a week, yes. two weeks, that's fine. I've been there two years. Mm. Do you not think it's odd that we know the names of Dad's neighbours, but we don't know the names of our own neighbours? Are you the same? Yeah, I've, I've got, other than Danny and Bart, I don't know the names of any book, my name. No. Well, the, 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 the houses that around me, they're occupied, they're not occupied regularly mm. by the same Yes, families. yeah. So I've got an excuse. Yeah. No, I, I did know the neighbours of my old house, though. Mm. And, like, I, I made a point of trying to learn. I think it's when you've moved into a house for the second time, mm. or you've been in the house game, it's, it's a novelty. When you first move out, you go, oh, I'm going to yeah. meet the neighbours and be really friendly with them mm. and be yeah. well. So you learn their names. But now, because this was our second move, I'm like, Meh. Don't you put sugar in your tea? Yes. Because that's another icebreaker, isn't it? You go for a cup of sugar. You say, ah, oh, just... But don't say I moved two years ago and I put sugar yet. Uh, but that's one way of doing it. And then you go and say, can I have a cup of sugar, please? Before Omar asks his question, um, <laughs> have you ever done that? No, I've never had the need to do that. That's good to know. I think going around and asking if you can borrow sugar or somebody... <laughs> Isn't to anything to do with sugar? Sugar you put in your tea. Yeah, it's, it's a line. It's a line to like. Yeah. Hi, can I have some sugar? Thank God you've never done it. Hi, can I have some second sugar? <laughs> yeah. Saying which, have you ever have been seduced by neighbours? <laughs> not yet. Uh, well, you live opposite an old folks' home, so let's hope not. Yeah. If Ethel across the road. Yeah. Funny you should say that. Every time I go out. All the people just run inside. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no, I've never been seduced by a neighbour. And I've never seduced a, a neighbour either, so... I think the days of neighbourly seduction are gone now, aren't they? There's another thing that's gone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So many things have gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could have been a fantasy of a few people, isn't it? Being seduced by... The, the sexy neighbour, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Which leads me back to the first point that we... When the removal van pulls up and the car pulls up behind it, are you secretly hoping that the good-looking person gets out? Yeah. And when you see, like, some sort of Quasimodo type dragging their knuckles, <laughs> I'm moving. No, that's, 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 that's horrible thing. They might have a lovely person. Quasimodo-like. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with Quasimodo? Each to their own, Dad. Each to their own, yeah. Um, I think we've talked Neighbours to death now, haven't we? And not once did we mention the TV show Neighbours, which I'm very impressed about. Of course, yeah. Yes. That's the podcast in itself. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you what my perfect ideal idea of neighbour shenanigans is. Have you seen, you've obviously watched the film Burbs. <laughs> and, and the whole concept of how neighbours are in yeah. Burbs. Listeners, if you haven't watched Burbs, it's one of my go-to films. Definitely. Tom Hanks at his best. Yeah. Uh, and it's just the neighbours are convinced that the new neighbours who have moved in are secretly murderers and they get into a lot of laughs. It's a really good film. Yeah. Watch that film as well because you will... I guarantee anybody will have had a Burbs neighbours kind of moment. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you have a neighbour or you have a dog yourself that he goes and uh, uh, relieves itself in the neighbour's garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must watch that. Yeah. So, neighbours yeah. done. Neighbours done. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Also, thank you for the wonderful uh, comments and the feedback. Really helps us uh, string the podcast together. Otherwise, we'd just be rambling, would literally be just us rambling yeah. without any structure. So keep the comments coming uh, and uh, we'll see you hopefully next time. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you.